Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to this episode of the Save Them podcast. I'm glad you're with us today. Today, you're gonna gonna get a little glimpse into my frustrated voice, and I'm um, sorry to dampen your day with that. Um, man, I am so frustrated today. So I'm hoping you can uh, maybe empathize, sympathize, or at least just pray that I would not be so frustrated (laughs) or something. Maybe the things would resolve so that uh, frustration doesn't need to be part of this equation. So let me, let me set the stage. So I'm in the field and uh, I'm busy, busy with teams and uh, teams who are very, very invested in helping people. And a lot of coordination going on, a lot of state resources that should be available and being used, but aren't because, uh, you know, you know, the folks in the world who pretty much just cash in their check and wait to get fired if they ever get fired. Cause once you're in the government jobs, maybe you don't ever get fired. Yeah. Those, those folks. They don't tend to care about women, children, vulnerable men, whatever. They, they just care about punching the check and are not going to go out of their way to help anybody. So then you've got the other people. You've got the people who are willing to sacrifice their lives for those of others. There are those who are willing to do the right thing no matter the cost. And there are you know, Christians who, who count the cost of discipleship and... Uh, look at the cross of Christ and are willing to go the extra mile, right? Um, And then there are non-Christians who just have a moral code (laughs) and are super willing to just do the right thing because they're tired of the nonsense. So there's, you know, all that good stuff. Well, just to give you an idea, so over the past couple weeks, going back, I guess it's now almost two months, um, We've had north of 100 plus rescues, north of 100 plus, that's a redundant phrase, Uh, but we've had north of 100 rescues and the majority, the vast majority of them are men. And uh, these men are a mix of locals and foreign nationals. And it's a mix of all age groups. And I mean all down to the lowest, up to the oldest, okay? And it's a mix of labor trafficking and sex trafficking, okay? But it's all, all involving entrapment and horrific abuse, horrific, uh, life-threatening abuse. And now everything comes together. These guys get uh, rescued from their ridiculously horrible situations that anyone, you know, listening to this today, you know, if any of us experienced a day of what these guys have been through, we'd crumble. All right. We, this is no way. Okay. So just, just understand that when these guys are pulled out of these situations, they're leaving hell. Okay. So what happens when you rescue someone from hell on earth? What should you do with them? What is your humanitarian mandate um, for these guys? Do you 
help them? Do you ignore them? Do you hope they'll go away because they're going to create paperwork for you? Do you pull out all the stops so that these guys have a chance at life? Do you share the gospel? Do you keep quiet? Are you prepared to go into the courts and fight legal battles? What, so, so, so there's a reaction point for everybody who's involved with these situations, right? Okay. How can it possibly be that 99% of the government entities involved in these situations do nothing? Why? I'm sorry, 99, I'm overstating. Maybe it's 92%. Okay, let's let's give them credit because they're they're the 8% who are really carrying the water for everybody else. Why won't these people help other human beings? Okay, so we you know, most of us know the answers to these questions. It's apathy, it's corruption, right? all this different stuff. Well, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm 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 sick of it. Uh, our teams are sick of it. Because if there's one thing that we can't stand, <laughs> it's people not doing their jobs. People who taxpayers are funding to do their work, who sit there, take the taxpayer funding, and do nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, you know, we were talking the other day and, and uh, I said to one of my team members, I'd almost rather be having conflict or even some kind of a semi-cooperative conversation with a member of the occult. <laughs> because at least I know the occult hates me. I know that the occult sees me as enemy and I, they, and we can resolve to seriously go at it because at least we know where we stand. But let me tell you something. When you sit across the table from do nothing, lukewarm government officials and or Christians who sit there and promise you the world and then do bugger all, nothing, nothing. There's an expression in South Africa and um, it's in Afrikaans and it's, I'm hotful, hotful. I'm fed up, Uh, no more, okay? Um, What's happening as a function of this, and it's, it's a global trend, is that those of us who do are having to form parallel societies and parallel capabilities for those who do not. Uh, I mean, as opposed to those who do not, who sit in the structures of authority and funding and then do nothing, well, we are having to set up these parallel capabilities to get stuff done anyways, because at the end of the day, guess what? Every single person that we rescue, every single one, is a soul that is equivalent to mine, to yours, 
to everybody else's. And if even one of those souls were to turn towards Christ Jesus and begin their walk with the Lord, heavens would rejoice. That's how important each one of those people are that we rescue. They're not commodities. They're not someone to just be discarded. They're the people. They're humans. They're the same as us. But these apathetic, corrupt, do-nothing officials, what they do is they look at people as commodities. They look at them as animals. They look at them as boxes to check that gets them the funding because guess what? They serve mammon. Great. Whatever. We're done with it. We're done. We've tried to play the game. We've tried to coax the system to try to get the system to do something. The reality is the system is no longer concerned with justice. It's concerned with legalism. And a legal system is not a justice system. A social welfare system is not there to do social welfare. What I'm convinced of at this point is that Satan and his minions are using the government entities to... See, it's not that they're undoing the work of the church, but what they're doing is that they are radically slowing down the ability for the church to be efficient and effective at what it does by using bureaucracy and apathy and corruption and all the tools in their toolbox to just slow it all down to where nothing happens. I mean, I can tell you, we spent four years, four years in one trial with two perpetrators, two victims, four years. How many souls were destroyed and never heard the good news of Jesus Christ in a four-year period while resources were burned trying to get through one trial. So you can see how the enemy, just by basically exhausting our ability to be efficient and effective, actually kind of wins the battle. Okay. So where does that leave us? Well, we're back to Gideon. Back to scripture, back to the army that only the Lord can guide. The the battles that only the Lord can fight. Because here's the deal. I think I think what what you know I'm frustrated with humanity, okay? But I'm also encouraged when I see the Lord pick up the the mantle and execute his justice. And you get to realize that when it does happen and when you do see things move, you realize it's not because of you. You realize that you're just a pawn in this game. And the reality is that the Lord is going to work through us if we're obedient to his call. But it's his strategy. It is his fight, his goals. Lest we take credit, right? Lest we get um, boastful in how great we are so that we can raise some more money and go give speeches at conferences and show how amazing we are. 
Yeah. That's not the game. No, see, the thing is, when you're involved in eternal battles for souls, and you're fighting for the Lord's kingdom, you're fighting a totally different fight than the mammon fight. Where all the vultures are flying around the same dead carcass trying to all see who can divvy up the, the funding and you know, play the non-profit rigmarole where, or, uh, sorry, rigmarole, rigmarole, um, uh, merry-go-round, sorry, why did I say rigmarole? Uh, the merry-go-round, right? It's the non-profit merry-go-round where everybody tries to show how much more amazing they are than the other non-profits so that they can get, you know, a bigger slice of the exact same pie. Honestly, the reality is that if the church of Jesus Christ would just stand up and do its job, there would be no such thing as nonprofits and fundraising because the church would be pushing back the darkness. And those people who took the time to care wouldn't have to be begging people to give money. Wouldn't have to be begging authorities who have a mandate to do their job. No, because the church would be about the Lord's business and the church would be active in fighting for the things that matter, instead of caring about what I'm going to have for dinner and whether or not it's going to be my favorite restaurant, whether or not I'm going to spend, you know, 10 times what I should on a meal. Meanwhile, I'm doing bugger all to actually help those who actually need me. And even though Jesus told me, you know, pure religion is to stand in the gap for the widows and orphans, I don't really care because actually I'm standing in the gap for my my taste buds and my personal pleasure and I'm going to consume all the resources that the Lord has given me, be they monetary or otherwise, you know, what, what skills do I have? What skills have the Lord given me? Am I applying it to the, you know, to whatever fight he's called me to? I'm not trying to say everybody's got to be fighting counter human trafficking, but by golly, whatever he puts on our plates, we better be doing it. <laughs> we better not be complacent. What on earth? Why don't we take seriously the call of the Lord to be one of his children? I, I just, uh, and I'm so frustrated and I'm so guilty of the, this exact thing, which is I think what is doubly frustrating for me is that I see the own hypocrisy and shortcomings in my own life. I'm a complete hypocrite. I'm constantly falling short of what I should be doing. And how I should be doing it. Hey, just ask my kids. They'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's super easy, right? We all know that we're all full of hot air. We all know that we're just playing a game. We all know that we're hand-waving. But by golly, by the blood of Jesus, we're redeemed in his name. So... Okay, fine. In our brokenness, let's go do something meaningful. And, and let's stop navel-gazing, and let's be counterculture, and let's turn against the narcissism of our society and say, you know what? That's not biblical. I'm not going to cherry-pick scriptures and try to find a reason as to why I should actually just live like the world and call myself a Christian. How about that? Let, let's take that stand. Eh? I don't know, man. That kind of gets you run out of churches. 
because institutional religion doesn't like that message. And guess what? Jesus Christ took it to the institutional religion guys of his day. I mean, he stuck it to them. He called them a brood of vipers. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. <sighs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm just in the field right now and I'm driving around and we're going to go from one rescue to another. We're going to try to help people to be healed and to hear the good news of Jesus. And all the while, we're going to drive right past all the looky-loos who should be doing way more than they should to contribute to the work of the kingdom because honestly they can't be bothered because hey there's a rugby match oh rugby i, I love rugby don't get me wrong i love it a lot <laughs> and man the world cup is going and south africa's killing it and they got a huge match coming up and i am in it but you know what there's more to life there's more to life than our trivialities. You know, I love college football. Absolutely. But to sit on newsroom boards and watch ESPN all day long and, and worry about my fantasy football team and all this. And then I go to church on Sunday and I say, Hey, I'm Christian. And Oh, I took communion and Oh, cool. Um, I'm going to spend all my waking hours worrying about stuff that are trivial uh, meanwhile, the Lord keeps knocking me in the forehead, telling me I got some stuff for you to do. And all I can say is, hey, game at four. Game at four. Sorry, Lord. Can't make mass today. I can't make it to the service today. Sorry, Lord. Game at four. I don't know. I'm just ranting. Oh, they say that. What, you know, pours out of your mouth is what's going on on the inside. I guess you're just hearing it. And um, I guess I probably shouldn't even post this, but I will anyways, because whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know, for the, the two people out there who will hear this, um, God bless you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's my uh, tirade for today. Um We've got to get busy trying to find a place to take all these men who have been rescued because nobody takes men. <clears throat> nobody. Nobody will care for men. Apparently they're not, you know, cool enough or apparently they don't pull at your heartstrings enough or, you know, it's just not sexy enough to, uh, you know, give money towards helping a 37 year old who was kidnapped from his front yard, had a bag put over his head and shoved down a hole and told he had to work there until he was nearly dead. Nope. That, that's not good enough. You didn't see it in a Hollywood movie, so it's not, it's not legit enough to justify doing something about it. I'm not talking about you two who are listening to this. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about our stupid society in general, our narcissistic, self-interested society, which I'm pretty much done with. Just, just so fed up with it, in case you couldn't tell. All right, that's enough of my negative pessimism. Time to turn to some goodness because we got to get some people healed. We got to get some people fed. We got to try and assist them to get back on their feet after the lives were just turned upside down and they were made to do things that the, none of us could even imagine. So there you have it. Just another day in the life of save them. Whatever. Okay. Um, 
to you two out there. I love you. Peace. And this is Landon. I'm out. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Them podcast. As always, you can find us at savethem.org. See you next time. Thank you and donkey.